in a world saturated with podcasts, Two Brothers, One Bible stands out as an intriguing addition to the audio landscape. Ooh, oh, that was good. What yeah, do you think yeah, about that? That's good. I don't have any idea what that means. No, no. Welcome to Two Brothers, One Bible Podcast. We are so grateful that you joined us today. And it's time for another episode of Two Brothers, One Bible Podcast. I'm Robert Wakefield. I'm Peter Searson. Peter, it's uh, great to see you. And we had some bonus coverage of Philippians chapter 4 yeah. in our last one. How that about that? Really, really good. Yeah. We're still talking about joy in this season of Advent. The season of joy. The season of joy. Yeah. That, that's exactly right. Uh, that yeah. was very well put. <laughs> the season of joy. Yeah. <laughs> like that. So uh, anyway, we're very excited that you're listening uh, to Two Brothers, One Bible. Uh, I think I've already said our names, Robert Wakefield, and you are? Peter Searson. And we are here at New Song Baptist Church, where we broadcast uh, from our, or record actually, uh, right here in the windowless room. Yeah. Our windowless studio. No distractions. No distractions whatsoever. So let's talk about today's verse, uh, or verses that we're going to discuss about joy, uh, and where we're going to get our reading from comes to us from Acts chapter 5. Yeah, I I picked this verse because of the contrast of it. It, It's a negative situation, and yet the outcome is joy. Okay. And and, and we we tend to, I don't know, I guess we we tend to live in our circumstances. We do. We we let the situation determine our mood. Mm -hmm. You know, how many times have we just you know, maybe we we were happy, and then boom, now we're sad, and then boom, we're happy again, right. and, and and so that that emotional thing can get us everywhere, right? And and as Christians, we really should be more joyful all the time, right? And so that's why we went to uh, Acts chapter five, verse forty-one, because it it's uh, it, it's a negative circumstance. Okay, so let's let's set this up. Uh, this, let's set up this negative circumstance before we read the verse. Okay. So what what is going on in the context of this particular? You know, Jesus has ascended. Right. Uh, the Holy Spirit has come, mm-hmm. and and so the apostles are are just preaching, and people are responding. Things are going great, right? In, in that context, what's not going great is how the the Jewish religious leaders, the, the ones who killed Jesus, mm-hmm. these same folk are saying, you know, the, Peter and John and all these other guys, they're they're stirring up this same stuff. They got to be stopped, and so uh, they they bring them in and they have a heart to heart talk with them, right? And, and they put them in prison or yep. jail. Yep. And an angel lets them out, yep. and tells them, <laughs> which this this uh, this verse always tickled me because he tells them, go back to where you were and keep doing what you were doing. Yeah. Now that's a paraphrase. Yeah. But go back to the temple grounds and continue doing what you're just, doing. Just flaunt it in their face. Yeah. You know, I'm 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 an angel, and, yeah. and I'm letting you out of jail because you were preaching uh, that Christ is risen from the dead. Yeah. And so what I would like for you to do. <laughs> Right. I want you to go right back there. Just keep doing it. And just keep doing it. So mm-hmm. they go back there. Yeah. And the Sanhedrin meets again. And Gamaliel, is that how you say that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is, is the one that comes along. Right. And and says, you know, if this is a work of men, right. it's not going to... It'll fizzle out. It'll fizzle out. And he yep. listed a couple of examples, Gamaliel did, yep. Yep. of people I've never heard of. Right. And it did fail. But he said, if it's of God... Right. 
it's not going to fail. Right. Yeah, you can throw your best effort at it, but God's going to always win. So it was, it was good advice. It is good advice. And so, yeah, they, they give them a public flogging. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and for most people, you know, you get that, you know, it's, it, it's disgraceful, it's humiliation, it's just painful. Mm-hmm. You know, your family's now been shamed, and, you know, and so right. you typically, the response for most people in this situation was, well, I'm not going to do that again. Right. And so that was the hope of the, uh, the outcome. Let me read the verse for us, It is Robert. now time to read the verse. There okay, you go. Okay, here it is. Uh, Acts chapter 5, verse 41, the apostles left the Sanhedrin, rejoicing because they had been counted worthy of suffering disgrace for the name. And the name is Cap, for, so it means Jesus. Right. And that, like you said, what a contrast that these guys are showing yeah. after they've been scourged. Yeah. I mean, because scourging was not something pleasant for anybody. No. I mean, it was just now. Is it the Roman scourging that they did? Is it the same type with be, the bones? Be similar, yeah. Be, sim- be similar, you know. And and the rule was uh, that they could only do thirty nine because if you did forty, it was excessive. Oh yeah, and and so and then that was a Jewish rule. Reminds you that that Jesus, when he was scourged, that was the Romans. They they had no rules. They didn't. Have, no, <laughs> they they had no rules. They could no. they could hit you as many times as they wanted to. Yeah, exactly. And they um, did. And yeah. Yeah. So, you know, and one of the things about this, um, this Acts chapter 5, verse 41 is where we are. Yeah. It's the first example that we read of physical punishment mm. uh, for the faith in Jesus. Yeah. But then, but the response was incredible. The, the response is just, and, and I'm, you know, the, the, the sense of the way Luke puts it, mm-hmm. it's almost immediate. Yeah. So you know, here they've been. You know, their their backs been. You know, they the they're shirtless and they get flogged and and it's bleeding and it's hurting and everything's raw, and they're walking away giving each other high fives. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they're saying, "We've been counted worthy to suffer as our Lord has suffered." Right. And, and they just they just think this is the best thing ever. You know, Jesus even told them. In Matthew, that this was going to happen several times. Uh, I've got Matthew ten seventeen here yeah. that says, "Be on your guard; you will be handed over yeah. to the local councils and be flogged in the synagogues." On my account, you will be brought before governors and kings as witnesses to them and to the Gentiles. Yeah. But when they arrest you, do not worry mm. about what they have to say. At that time, you will be given what to say, for it will be for it will not be sp- you speaking but the spirit of your father speaking through you. So here we go. Yeah. That that would be a cool realization that he t- Jesus told us this. I I've always been amazed at what Jesus told the disciples. Yeah. You know, okay, you're going to go to this town and yeah. a man's going to have an upper room. Yeah. And they would go there and there would be the right. upper room. Yeah. You know, everything that Jesus said was going to happen. Yeah. happened to these guys. Exactly. And so mm-hmm. here it is that when you are bring, being brought into these synagogues and councils, yep. you're going to be punished for that. Yep. You know, and most likely here they are on their knees. They're, they've got their hands behind their back, and mm-hmm. they're getting flogged, and they're going, this is just what Jesus said. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. They had to realize that, look, look, here it is again. Everything he's told us to do yeah. has happened. Yeah, and so they leave with joy. You know, I, 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 I've... Uh, this whole thing fascinated me, and so I I did some reading, and uh, this stuff still goes on today, Robert. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, I read a story of a Muslim man. He was 19 years old, okay. uh, West Africa, Burkina Faso, and, and a strong Muslim influence, very hard to bring the gospel into this this kind of an area. Okay. And um, he saw the, the Jesus film and at age 19 responded to the gospel. Well, uh, his, his response was not appreciated by other people that lived in the community, and right. so they, they beat him up, uh, beat him pretty severely. And so he fled the country, went to a neighboring country, found some other Christian workers. They got him a place to stay. They got him into a vocational school. Uh, they pretty much saved his life and got him in a different direction. Right. Do you know what he did two years later? Did he go back? He went back. <laughs> he wanted to tell his family about Jesus. Yeah. And at age 21, he was assassinated for being a Christian. Isn't that something? Well, and that's that's the same thing we're seeing here. Yeah. You know, they went back. And, and they didn't have, he didn't have an angel that told him. He was just so compelled for the people that he loved and mm-hmm. wanted them to love Jesus the way he loved Jesus, he he went back. Wow. Yeah. And so, you know, we we are very opposed to suffering. Nobody likes suffering. No. Nobody likes pain. Right. But when you consider it a, a source of joy because I am suffering for the cause of Christ, he is worth it all. He is worth it all. I, I don't mind even if it's the end of my life. Mm-hmm. I'm willing to do it. And and these disciples that, you know, I, I saw a thing not too long ago about someone was speaking to people who didn't believe in God. Mm. And they said, well, because they, they don't have the evidence, uh, they, <sighs> they, they, they can't see, you know, Jesus right. anywhere. Yeah. And he said, they said, why, why do you base what you believe in on what these 12 disciples had to say? Mm. And his response was because they were willing to die for it. There you go. And if if you're going to go for a cause, if it was made up, yeah, you're not going to die for something that's just made up and false. That's true. And and he said these were eyewitnesses, yeah, uh, to what Jesus did and and what he did in his life and how he gave his life and how he came back from the dead and appeared to them. Mm. If you can come back from the dead, yeah, and appear to the disciples and you and he, <laughs> speaking about our, you know, t- Jesus told them, you know. I'm going to come back to you. I'm going to die, mm-hmm. and then I'll, I'll see you again. Right, and and he did, and and so that you know, just the disciples going through what they were going through, they had great joy knowing that they were fulfilling exactly what Jesus said. Absolutely. So I, yeah. I just think this is a yeah. It's hard to find something to rejoice about when you're when you're suffering persecution. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, but but they they managed to do that. You know, the the next verse we have is is John 16:20. Right. And and this is Jesus speaking and he says, "Very very I very truly I tell you, you will weep and mourn while the world rejoices." Boy, isn't that true? It, it is. And you will grieve, but your grief will turn to joy. Okay. Another one of these verses yeah. that Jesus tells them that something bad on the surface looks like it's going to happen. Yeah. But it's now, going to be turned to joy. Yeah. Now, he's talking about his death here. Yes. Yeah. So he's he's saying, you know, look, this is coming up, and I want to get you guys ready for it. And and, and how do you prepare for that? Right. Uh, but, but literally, you know, the death of Jesus was the best thing that could have ever happen for us and for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, how many times do we grieve and mourn 
And, and again, the world doesn't understand. The world just keeps rejoicing and celebrating, and we we have this this grief and this sorrow in our hearts. Uh, but but here Jesus says that your sorrow is going to become joy, and and the context, you know, into our lives is there's going to be sorrow, mm-hmm. and not every sorrow will turn to joy in the short run, right. But it will in the long run. It will in the long run. Yeah. And I think that's the the thing he's talking about here. It is exactly what he's talking about. It's because, you know, Jesus came not just to give us uh, an abundant life. Mm-hmm. He gave us uh, an eternal life. Right. And so some of the things that Jesus came and, and died for, we, we won't have the fruit of that until we get to his kingdom. Right. When we get to heaven. And so, um, you know, we... We are so temporal. We we want it now. We do. You know, we're a fast food microwave society. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I want what Jesus did. I want it now. Right. And, uh, and he says, you know, you may have a life of suffering. You may have a life of pain. You, you may be confined to a wheelchair or you may still battle cancer or whatever plight you have mm-hmm. in life may continue. But because of the death of Jesus, I can promise you. Your sorrow is temporary, but your joy is eternal. It's eternal. And, and, you know, when I was reading this verse and and going through my notes and stuff, uh, when he's telling this to his disciples Mm -hmm. that the world's going to, uh, while you're weeping and mourning, the world's going to rejoice, that's exactly what happened when he went to the cross. Yeah. The world was just ecstatic. Yeah. Uh, And the disciples were off running off and hiding Mm -hmm. and very, very sorrowful. Yeah. And then the disciples got to witness the resurrection right the resurrected jesus mm-hmm. that came through that closed door yep <laughs> you know can you imagine the reunion that would have been for your disciples you've been running scared and here comes jesus and he walks through a closed door and he says peace be with you and yeah and it's him I and know. he tells thomas to come over and he said yeah that's really me put your fingers in the in the nail holes here yeah you know it's really me yeah. And and so immediately mm-hmm. that joy and that suffering that they were going through was gone away just like yeah. he promised it would be. Yep. Your exactly. grief will be turned to joy. Yep. So yep. I, I think that's just a fabulous, fabulous story. So we have contrasted uh, you know, the circumstances that we find ourselves in, we can still find joy because we know that we serve a risen. That's Savior. right. That's right. And and when we see him, you know, I, I encounter people, and you do too, that, you know, they, they have some, they want to talk to Jesus and, you know, set the record straight, or right. I want to get this, or you better, I need to know about this, or why did that happen? You know, let me tell you, when you see <laughs> Jesus face to face, right? And, and I don't think you're going to see him face to face long because I think you're going to fall to your knees. And your your tongue's going to go dry, <laughs> right? And you don't have a thought in your head outside of I'm going to worship the King of Kings. I am standing before the Holy God. You know why so and so had cancer, and why did my child die so early in life, and why did this have to happen to me? Mm-hmm. Does not matter, right? When you stand before Jesus, and that's where our joy is. Yeah. That is exactly all right. Well, listen, this wraps up this particular uh, part of our Advent series. We're still in joy. Uh, The verses that we talked about today, Acts 541, 
and John's 16, uh, 20. So if you want to reference those and go and read those for yourself, that would be great. Thanks for listening to Two Brothers, One Bible Podcast. I'm Robert Wakefield. I'm Peter Searson. And we hope that you have a joyful time this time of year. That's good. Did you like that? I like that. Okay. When we will be back very soon with another podcast. So thanks so much for listening and God bless. Thank you for listening to Two Brothers, One Bible Podcast. We want to encourage you to subscribe wherever you get your podcast and be sure and tell a friend.